Hello and welcome to another edition of the Power BI Monthly Digest for the month of April. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My name is Devin Knight. Manuel Quintana. We're glad you're with us again. We're super excited about this month. We got a long list. We do. We have we a pretty, it'll probably be a long video. We got a lot of yes. fun stuff to show, but a lot of things that uh, we know you've been waiting on. So I think yes. you're going to be really excited about some of the things that we have for him today, right? Yeah, in total, I think we have uh, really only two items that go GA. Right. But a lot of enhancements, a lot of additions to things we've already talked about and covered, just kind of moving along yeah. in a nice direction. Yeah, right? absolutely. Um, and as always, we're going to do this one in a style of kind of focusing on different areas. First, report view, right? Yeah, so we're going to start off with report view this mm -hmm. time and take a look at an area that you've probably seen in preview for a while now. It's been yeah. in preview for a couple of versions of Power BI. This would be focusing on the filter area. Yes. And taking a look at some additions and pretty big changes that they're making to filters in Power BI, right? You're going to notice this pretty much immediately, yeah. right? We um, basically, we introduced this new filter experience um, in a previous video. So you can always go back and kind of look at the, the beginning, the core concepts of it. And we're going to elaborate on this here. But if you've had that on, as soon as you have April going, you're going to notice right away what you're going to see in our example. So yeah. what we can do is let's switch over and let's just show them real quick exactly what they're going to see and what we're, we're going to experience. We're getting, I think we're getting pretty close to GA on this I one. think so too. It seems like yeah. it. Let's take a look. So right away, as we see here in this report, we have the new filter experience. Yep, I can see that on the right there next to the visualization pane, right? There's one thing that's noticeable. Add data fields here. So that's new. And the reason why that's there is we don't have the old option. Oh, so the filter pane that would normally be underneath the value section, the field well there, Correct. is gone. It's completely gone. So this was the intent from the beginning. The Power BI team let us know that the goal is not to have two locations, which right. has just been complicated. It is all going to be in the new filter experience, and we're here. It has arrived, and now when we want to add items, we simply drag them correspondingly to this area, and they'll be put. So if we want, we can see I have some stuff here on these visuals. We don't have anything really around time. So I'm going to go here for dates. I'm just going to go ahead and grab my calendar year. We just kind of drag that in. And the same experience that we're used to here presents itself. Nice. So what do I want to filter on? I could just leave this for now. Remember, we have users can have this capability of modifying this. Um, and of course, on this page, which was called page view, uh, and then report view. So slightly altered as far as naming conventions, uh -huh. but same thing. Where do we want this to be applied? Around scoping. And, and you, you have, we talked about this in previous monthly digest, but you have options here, of course, to be able to format the, the filter pane here. You can change the colors, yes. increase the size. Yep. Yeah, show us where that's at briefly. Yeah, so as a reminder, we had this section added for filter pane. You also have this area here for the filter cards, but this is where we can go through and change background colors, text sizes. So if you want the, you know, the headers to change, you can go here and just increase that to make it a little more visible. You can also go down. There's also items here as we continue for widths. Just different options. So you can go and enable this and change it as you see fits. Um, all of these items as well, right? We, we can go in here and we can change them manually, but something that I think a lot of us, you know, in the community appreciate was we can do this with all the visuals, right? Change formatting, change size, change font style. But one awesome thing, of course, was the theme file when they right. introduced that element. And yeah. now we basically can do everything with the theme file. This is now part of that, too. Oh, so the filter pane is now included as part of the theme file. You can yes. actually make settings. Ah, interesting, interesting. Yep. So for those of you who like love that JSON code, you can go ahead. This is now in there. If you go to the documentation page, you can kind of give you an example of how it should present itself. But you can standardize this capability now um, to be part of your theme file. That's awesome. 
Now, one other quick thing before we move on is also in the filter pane, they've made it where you can now rename the filters, right? Yes. So show that real quickly and then we'll move on here. Sure, absolutely. We can just right click the item itself and hit rename. Instead of English product name, I could just put in product, right? We could just add that right in here and be set. Now it's a little more uh, of an obvious representation of the filter that I have leveraged. Gotcha. You know, usually we're going through and having good naming conventions, but you have to keep all your end users in mind. And maybe it makes sense from a filter perspective that it shows that. Because remember, with that new filter experience, each visual has that little, uh, that little filter icon. Right, right. So when they hover over it, now it'll say product or yeah. something more um, apparent. That, that makes sense. Know. That makes sense. Now, one other small thing that they said, there's a lot of small things, but they're really cool yeah, features within yeah. the filter pane is you can control whether or not your users can mm. actually change those filters, right? Correct. So um, this is relating to filter type. And okay. a lot of times when we, like, if I say they can't change the filter type, some of you immediately know what I'm talking about. But also at the same time, it's one of those fields that we know to leverage, but maybe not the yeah. exact name it's known by. Yeah. Um, and what I'm speaking of is when we expand that filter option, you have the basic filtering, which is that default option. Um, advanced filtering, and sometimes you have like a top end, or right. uh, if you do a date, you have that relative option. You can say, do I want my users, when they're consuming this, and this is something that would show up on the service side, when my user's consuming this, should they have the capability of changing between those types? Okay, okay. So, so, so that's a quick little setting we can show them real yeah, quick? Yeah, let's All show right. where the type is, just as a reminder, right? If I'm here, I want to do some filtering on products, you can see I can expand this, and this is what we're referring to. And depending on the, the data type of the, um, of the field, there might be some additional choices, but choosing what we want. Now, if we would like to eliminate this, we have to actually go into the report settings for this specific file. Basically, for this report, do I want users to be able to change okay. this? So we simply go over here. We go File, Options, and Settings. We go to Options. And we'll notice we're going to go down to the report settings. That's part of the current file. And you can see there's this option right down here where this is where we turn on the filtering experience anyways. Right you have the option right here. Allow users to change filter types. So by default, they cannot. Okay. Turn this on, and they can. That allows them to change. Okay, yeah. very cool. I like it. Yeah. All right, cool. So I think the next thing we're going to look at now is conditional formatting on titles. Interesting, so title, interesting. Titles of your report visuals. I've always wanted this. I've always wanted to have the ability to customize my report visual titles to be dynamic in some way. Absolutely. There's some very popular uh, reporting uh, tools that we already, SSRS, things yeah. like that, that gave us that capability to yeah. basically bind a title to an expression. <clears throat> right. Yeah. And now that's coming to Power BI. So you Absolutely. can do what they're calling right now conditional formatting yep. on titles. And one other place, we'll go ahead and maybe do these together, okay. conditional formatting on web URLs as well. Oh, nice. So yeah. you're saying that we can kind of configure something. So if I'm looking at like a product number, I can go ahead and click on that product number, and it creates a URL for me that takes me maybe to an external site that has more details on it. A dynamic one that Ooh. every time you change a filter or change something you select, it changes that URL so you can nice. jump over to a website, maybe, a, uh, like you said, a website that shows the list of my products, yes. that product details, that sort of thing. It makes it a lot easier. So with this option, we're going to see there's really a lot of options. Because it's going to be, and we're going to build this with DAX, you can create calculated measures. There's really a lot you can do here. Yeah. So we're going to show some very specific examples, but keep your mind wide and open and think about your use cases because this opens up a lot of options right it now. It does. Yeah, it really yeah, yeah. does. Let's take a gander at this. All right. All right, so we're going to go ahead, and the first one we'll look at is the conditional formatting of a title. Okay. Right? So we've got this one here, and as we all know, um, whenever we create these visuals, predominantly with our bar charts, uh, column charts, it just gives us this title that's right. comprised of the fields that make up the visual. Right. It's not the best. A lot of times we just manually change it or we just turn it off, whatever we need. But now we're saying 
this can change based off of what we're looking at. And it'd be dynamic. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. awesome. So what we can do is, right, since this is a list of our countries here, over here we have a list of basically the groups that they're a part of. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to switch this up. I have my bar chart here, our column chart. So I'm going to go into the format settings of this. We're going to locate the title. And we're going to see when we hover over this right here, as well if you right-click, it also presents itself. But you have this option for conditional formatting. Mm. So what we can do is we're going to actually point to a measure. Now, just in case, this is pretty fun. We, didn't, we haven't had the opportunity to talk about this in the digest because it's actually been a feature for a while since right. we started this. But we took advantage of an awesome quick measure done by myself, yourself, <laughs> yours truly right to my left. And this allows us to create a concatenated list of values. Yeah. So in this case, we have gone ahead and I have, you can see here, if we go into our sales territory, this is just a calculated measure done by that new quick measure that basically presents a list of countries, and I decided to do it up to three values. Okay. All right? So it's here, so that's what I'm going to leverage when I create this conditional formatting here. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to right-click, click conditional formatting, a very familiar area. where This is the same kind of design surface we use with other conditional formatting, and then we navigate and search for our item. So I'm going to go here, find sales territory, choose my list of countries. So now we can see our title has changed. So it's leveraging that calculated measure, and it's telling us, in this case, the top three, the right. first three countries that came across. But you'd think, right, I'm going to click over here, which should filter this to just show my European. But there's a little caveat to this. Notice that the title didn't change. This hmm. is because we're using the cross-highlighting filter. Ah, so the edit interactions is yes. affecting it. So, gotcha. And it makes sense, right? This is, it's basically a, it's conditional formatting based off of what's on that visual, but we still have all the countries there right. because of it. So to make this fully work, right, let me do, do a quick little change. I'm going to keep this um, table here, this matrix selected, and I'm going to go to my format, edit interactions, and I'm going to make this do cross-filtering instead. Uh -huh. Yep. And with that simple change... Ooh, there we go. I like it. So now our title is changing based off of what has been filtered here. I like it. So just a small thing to keep in mind, something that we kind of found when we were there. You know, in the, in the previous exam, uh, digest that we talked about, they introduced that capability right. of setting by default. What do we want our visuals to do? Cross-highlight or cross-filter? So keep that in mind as uh, we're leveraging this kind of option here for this conditional formatting. Okay, cool. So the next thing, that's really cool. I like this mm -hmm. feature. Oh, yeah, yeah, The yeah. next one, then, this is... Kind of the same family of properties here, but it's related to actions and being able to yes. do web URLs yes. dynamic with the data. So say, for example, we have these lists of countries that are part of this column chart. And as part of that, I want the uh, some kind of URL that I can select. And it goes through, show me a map of the countries. I, I like your example you gave better, more practical, where I actually click yeah. on a product and it shows me There's more detailed information stuff. on product. But uh, for our use case here with the data set we have, yeah. that'll work too. We can say... When I go to filter to a particular country, I want to be able to click on an icon and go launch yeah. a URL that goes to a dynamic map of the country. So, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Pretty fun stuff. And once again, this is another thing. We're going to give it a specific example, but your mind should be racing right now about yeah. thinking all the fun stuff you could do with this. There's a lot of this. cool things you could do. Yeah. So, and, and, and the web action was something that was introduced. I think it was in the, it was uh, just in the last. It was there. Digest. It was pretty yeah. recently, yeah. So the last couple of months, you've had the web URL actions that you could do. Mm -hmm. So whenever you got to click on something, you can make it launch a, a website. Yep. Uh, now you can make it launch dynamic. a dynamic website. Yeah. All right, all right. Let's take a gander. We have all a fun right. little one here we can do. I'm just going to click into the open surface, and I'm going to have fun just bringing a little image. Since we're doing ge geographical stuff here, I'm going to bring in this fun little globe icon. A little large there, but uh, we'll make it look like a button. Here we go. So now we 
while selected in the formatting area, of course, we have the action. So by turning this on, of course, we know that we have these traditional items. Mm -hmm. What we're interested in here is web URL. And as you can see, once again, ellipsis, conditional formatting. So we once again have gone ahead and created ourselves a calculated measure. And we're going to see this is actually pretty simple. It is simply a hard-coded set of the URL that we know is always going to be the same. Yeah. So in this case, we're just using uh, Google Maps. And we've left it so after that final forward slash, whatever we have selected, whatever country we have selected, it's going to put it at the oh, end. Nice. It's going to append it right at the end. Who said you can't use Google Maps and Power BI? Look That's at that. Darn right. <laughs> so let's go ahead and set this up. I'm going to go ahead here and hit conditional formatting. We'll go ahead and select said field, web URL, our measure. And now if I click Australia, let's say, and I were to go ahead and select my globe, Voila. Oh, it's at Australia. There's Australia. If I go back, just to show it is no ruse, <laughs> we can click the UK. There we and go. And there we go. Very nice. And now we just decided to use Google Maps, but like I said, let your mind run wild with what you can do here, whether it's going to be just the web server, like going online just to some internet site, or internal services yeah. too, right? You know, like I said, product numbers, um, uh, uh, facility numbers, right. you know. Oh, my gosh. Possibilities are endless here. Really tons. It's a pretty cool one. I'm really excited about that. The, just the nature of having dynamic properties in Power BI at all is a pretty big no. step. So you, you're, you can already tell it's not going to stop here. Like no, there's no, no, going to no, be no. a lot of other things that you're going to be able to make dynamic now yeah. through the properties of, of Power BI. It's exciting. Yeah. Exciting. Cool. So the next thing that we're going to look at is we're going to hop over to the query editor for a little bit. Sure, sure. And uh, in the query editor, there's some changes that have been made. You've already seen like data prof not oh, some components of data profiling added and column distribution yes. stuff added. Yes. Uh, they've made some enhancements to it. So there's some additional column profiling that's yeah. been made available. Uh, there's also the ability, uh, many of you probably have realized that in the query editor, everything you do is restricted to the first thousand rows. Yes. Well, in the column profiling, they've made it where you can actually do that column profiling against the entire data set now. Gotcha, gotcha. So, so it could slow things down, but... Yeah. So we're still limited visually for basically when we're in the editor, how we're creating right. our business rules and our applied steps. It's still going right. to only be in the thousand, but we can, in memory, go ahead and let the profiler say and say, what's the distribution? How many unique values? What's yeah. null and all that stuff? Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, not only that, there's something else in that query editor, there too. Is. Let's sneak over to that, and we can kind of explore this. Okay. So I'm just going to go right over. I'm going to go ahead and hit Edit Queries. And the first thing I want to showcase, since we were just dealing with a little DAX showing off that formula bar, we, of course, have the formula bar here. And for those that are newer, of course, you can go into the View area and turn on that formula right. bar right here, which is what we're seeing right now. This is effectively just the M equivalent of this change type applied step. Right. Well, if we wanted before, we had this awesome capability in the home ribbon where you could hit advanced editor and you saw this IntelliSense and you could write stuff here. It was limited to this location. But now, if you go ahead and you were to start writing out some M right in the formula bar, it actually does now leverage the IntelliSense built right in Very nice. to the formula bar. Very nice. It's a so, great way to learn too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So anywhere you go now. Intel right. everybody loves auto completion. IntelliSense just keeps us on 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 target, not making mistakes. I like it. Let me get rid of this guy real quick, and let's go ahead and talk about column distribution and profiling. Yeah, so again, some of these features were made available fairly recently in preview, but you can see under the view menu, if you go under view, you can turn on some of the, the capabilities. So you have column distribution, column profile, column quality. The big one here, the column profiling on the bottom, is a new section that we probably aren't used to. So you have all these new features and statistics about your column mm -hmm. that you can review now. And then what you were kind of highlighting there on the bottom 
was that column profiling can be done on more than just the first thousand rows, which is yeah. the default of how it does the work. But if you select column profile on the entire data set, it will take a little longer, yeah. but it'll give you a better understanding about the distribution of your data and the statistics around your data here now. Just awesome things that we have a good understanding. It gives us that kind of legwork. We know what else do we need to do from a transformative perspective. Look at all the blanks. Look at all these nulls. Yeah. How do I want to handle this? Presentation of errors as well, rather than kind of experiencing those whenever we just hit close and apply and then reverting. We can get that information right here. And as you mentioned, depending on the scope and the size of the data set, it'll just take a little bit longer. But, you know, it's so good how fast it does this all yeah. in memory. It's fantastic. Absolutely. Cool. So that's a great feature. We saw a couple of interesting things in the query editor. Uh, now we're going to transition a bit here, and we're going to talk about probably one of the most exciting features, Oof. although there have been some pretty exciting ones so far. Yeah. Uh, this one is uh, in, related to drill through, right? Yep. It's, um, I guess, another little uh, weapon we'll have in our tool set in that digital storytelling realm. Yeah. Um, of course, everybody loves drill downs, right? Those hierarchies just gives great capability to end users for navigating through reports. Yeah. Then they introduced drill throughs, mm -hmm. which let us now tie pages together, which everybody loves. It's great. It just yep. gives more, I think, efficacy in the usage of the canvas area. Right. But now we present to you drill through across reports. Ooh. That's I big like time, that. big time. So, of course, we can, you know, I could be working on something, Devin working on something, and I say, I've got this awesome, a little more, you know, high-level uh, report, not as detailed. He's working on the fine details, just all the way grain to the lowest tier. Yeah. And I can link, I can set my report up so that when someone clicks on something, they right-click like you would normally with drill through. But now you're going to have the option, and it'll present the name of a different report if right. it's a report page versus... In, in the same report page. Right. And it doesn't have to be within the same workspace. That is absolutely true. Yes, yes. So, of course, we can't show this in its full respect here in the desktop. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a couple steps. You do need to set this up ahead of time saying, basically, yeah. this is going to have a drill through. It is, it's going to be allowed to go across reports. Right. And then also we need to set up, like, our source report, like, the more we begin to, to be able it. to see, yeah. like, you can go across reports. Pretty fun. Pretty interesting. All right. Let's take a look. Yeah. So let's sneak out of the uh, query editor here. I'm just going to go ahead and close out of this. And since this is going to be the report that we use effectively for the source site. So from here, I want to go ahead and like right click the UK, click okay. a country. So we want to be able to drill from that column chart, right click and see a drill through option. Correct. To go to another report. Mm -hmm, okay, mm -hmm. gotcha. So it's not there yet. No. And you see there's no extra page here. So we want to make this as obvious as an example as possible. There is no drill through currently for this. Now, this other Power BI report that we have over here, uh, very simple, very straightforward, is just a table, mm -hmm. all right? And it just shows products by sales amount. So the idea is we want to look at products and their sales amount by a specific country. So we can go ahead and you can see I've already brought in my sales territory country into the drill through area. And I've turned on this option here, which this is what allows pages to be used, basically be a recipient. So now when I right click, you, reports will see this as a drill through option. I gotcha. Okay. So this is the two part process. Of course, the adding a field, that's standard for anything if you just want to use drill through, but this is essential for cross reporting. You just toggle this on. Gotcha. So this one, I've actually already gone through and deployed this out. So this is already out there. And then all that needs to be done is gonna be something report specific. So on this report, we need to enable this to see these items. And this is also gonna be something that's bound in the report settings. So we just simply go over here to file, options and settings, options. And it's once again going to be for the report settings for the current file. But you can see at the very bottom, 
allow visuals in this report to use drill through from other reports. Mm, okay. So two-part process. You're going to have to hit this on both reports here. And this also, I've gone ahead and already deployed it. Okay. So we can see over here, as I approach the cloud service, I am on that same exact report that we've been using. So we can go ahead now, and the idea is, here is April, here is my target, so this is what's received, and all I need to do is say Australia, and the presentation here you're going to see is the name itself of the report is placed in brackets. Gotcha, okay. So you can see that's how we can present it. So if I did have a second page on here, and that had a drill through, we will be given the name of the page, mm -hmm. and it would exclude any sort of bracket since we're in the same report. Okay, makes so that's sense. That's how you can kind of differentiate because a lot of people may have multiple pages in the same report for drill throughs and a whole another report dedicated for something else entirely. I like it. So you can really compartmentalize your work there, make it easier to go from one to another. Mm -hmm. Here now you've jumped over to the target report in this case, and you're able to explore it even more. I yeah. love it. And we can see because it's the filter, new filter experience. It's doing it by Australia. I love it. All right, cool. All right, so the next couple of things we have, we're going to dis just discuss some changes. Yes. Uh, this is our, We've already gone pretty long on this one, so let's talk here about uh, the key influencers visual, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so what did they make changes to on the key influencers visual? They made, made it a little easier to work with different types of data, right? Correct. Now you have this option whenever you're leveraging the key influencers there to basically do analysis over a continuous data set. Gotcha. So continuous numeric values. Okay. So this is just a toggle box that you hit on the dropdown within the formatting area. Okay, easy enough. Yep. Uh, the next quick thing we'll highlight is some additions, or I should say improvements to Q&A. So mm -hmm. they've made it easier for Q&A to work with partial searches. If you type yeah. a part of a phrase or part of a column name, for example, yep. it should work correctly then. Yeah, uh, that. it's been improving since the beginning. It's an awesome feature, right, to be able to, uh, you know, this is gonna be, whether it's in the desktop tool when you just double click and you start to create and use the Q&A, as, as Evan mentioned, it's just going to leverage synonyms in the name. So if you can't remember because you've got something broken out like English product name, yeah. if I just know product in my presentation, in the IntelliSense, in the autocompletion, we'll get the full name English product name. So yeah. it'll just pick up on those partial name searches. That's perfect. Um, and then we had a couple items that went GA. So mm -hmm. Python went GA. So Python's integration is now generally available. You can do that in production. Uh, yes. I would say pretty safely in production. Um, and then another one here that's worth, there was uh, quite a few things that went GA, but just mention a couple that we liked uh, especially was the PDF connector. We showed that several months ago. Yes. That was a, a, a really great thing that people were excited about. Just, an, just having another source option like that is always awesome. Yeah. Um, and actually probably one of the, probably the biggest GA feature, something that this is specifically for the cloud service that you've all been seeing for a while. It's presented itself. Yeah. But now it is official that workspaces are going to be GA. The new workspace experience is now going to be GA. That's awesome. Right? So basically what's happened is the interface has inversed. Before, when you hit create workspace, you would be creating a classic workspace yeah. is the term that's being used now. And at the upper, in the upper corner, you have this little yellow bar that would say, hey, why don't you create a new workspace? Because right. this is where we're going. This is the direction. Now, when you hit create workspace, it's going to be creating a brand new one and should you want to create a classic one, that's what you'll see at the top for the options, and you'll have to manually make that selection. But who wants to do that? No, nah, the new one's good. Yeah. I like the new one. I like so the new one. Definitely, I'd say stick to that option. Um, you can as well when you go and hit uh, to create a new workspace. There's going to be a link right there that gets you down into the nitty-gritty details right. of what are the new features, what are the differences. Very similar in look and feel, but there are some yeah. interesting nuances to be aware of. Cool. And then the very last item that we have, yeah. I think we're going to show, is going to be around Power BI custom visuals. So yes. one of the things that a lot of people have gotten frustrated with over time 
is mm. that whenever they go to add a Power BI custom visual yeah. into the Power BI desktop, they'll do what they need to with that solution. They'll close the Power BI desktop and they'll start a new solution. So they'll open up yep. a fresh instance in the Power BI desktop and that custom visual is no longer there. No, and it's, it's one of the uh, ones I use a lot, but it's not there now. Yeah. It basically, the idea of the visual being bound to the report versus the application was frustrating. Yeah. I mean, the common solution, which you know, I always used to let people know is like create a, create a template, a template yeah. file with it contained in there, but you know, that was just something extra you had to do. Yeah. No longer that's the case. That's awesome. So now yeah. we can pin a custom visual to the desktop application yes. so that way it's always there yep. whenever we open. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, I'm excited about that Let's one. Let's swing over and we'll show that real quick here. So if we just go over to my Power BI desktop, I can just go here from the from Marketplace. And really we can grab anything we want, right? I can grab this bubble chart here. And we can go ahead and no, you'll notice first there's this little separation. So anything that's below the line is basically something that is going to be specific and bound to the report. Okay. So our old behavior, what we're right. used to. But now if we're like, you know what? I love this. I'm going to use it always. Simply just right click and you can say pin visuals to pane. It'll take it from the bottom, put it basically put it with all the regular yeah. visuals. And now with this application, when I, when I close this out and launch a brand new Power BI desktop. Always be there. there. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And if you get tired, you can always, of course, right click it and you could dump it and get out of it. But still. Awesome thing to have. Simple addition, but something we needed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, cool. Hey, there was a lot of totally. awesome features in yeah. this month's release of Power BI. And so we're excited to share those with you. Hopefully you were uh, excited about them like we oh, were. Yeah, tons. Uh, as always, make sure you subscribe and so you can see any of our new videos that come out. And also, of course, hit that notification bell mm -hmm. so you know when that occurs. Uh, again, my name is Devin Knight. Limo Quintana. And thanks again for joining us. And oh, hey, comment which be below with some of these your favorite features. Oh, yeah. Which one's your favorite? We're interested in hearing from you. So thanks for tagging along with us, and we'll see you next time. Take care.